It's very rare to have a technology which overnight is used by millions of people. When that happens, you have both the excitement of how it's being used in ways that are beneficial and unexpected, but also the brittleness of technology that is used everywhere all at once. Welcome to Radio Davos, the podcast from the World Economic Forum that looks at the biggest challenges and how we might solve them. This week, as 2023 draws to a close, what have we learned about AI and how human societies might govern it? We need sound law and sound public policy to undergird and protect the development of these types of technologies in ways that promote responsible innovation. The World Economic Forum held not one but two summits on artificial intelligence this year and launched a multi-stakeholder group to look at how policies can catch up with the tech. We hear from some of the experts. My biggest fear for AI right now is stifling regulation, putting a stop to this wonderful progress that otherwise would make so many people in the world have healthier, longer, more fulfilling lives. The forum's head of AI looks ahead to January's Davos meeting, where AI will be on everyone's lips. The debate between open and closed source models, as well as the near-term risks versus long-term risks, will all be debated in Davos as well. Subscribe to Radio Davos wherever you get your podcasts or visit weft.ch slash podcasts. I'm Robin Pomeroy at the World Economic Forum, and with this look at AI governance as we head for Davos 2024. We need to have systems that are even more multilateral, that are even more multi-stakeholder. This is Radio Davos. Welcome to Radio Davos, and on this episode, which we're recording just ahead of the annual meeting 2024 in Davos, we're talking about artificial intelligence, a subject that we've dealt with a lot on Radio Davos over the last year. And I'm joined once again by Kathy Lee, who is the World Economic Forum's Head of AI, Data and Metaverse. Hi, Kathy. How are you? Hi, Robin. Thanks for having me here. Thanks for joining us. Now, you and I were at not one, but two AI governance summits that the World Economic Forum hosted this year. You're going to tell us today a bit about that and where things are going next. When I was there, I was doing interviews with some of the experts who were there. And during this episode, I'm going to play through just a flavor of some of those interviews. Let's hear first. I really like this from Sarah Hooker. She leads Cohere for AI, which is a research lab looking at artificial intelligence. And she sets out, reminds us why AI is so important and why the governance of AI is so important. It's very rare to have a technology which overnight is used by millions of people. And so when that happens, you have both the excitement of how it's being used in ways that are beneficial and unexpected, but also the brittleness of technology that is used everywhere all at once. And so Forums like this are critical for bringing together key stakeholders to think about how do we safely deploy? How do we make sure our models are used in responsible ways? Um, and that's particularly important now where we've had so much momentum in the last year, but there's still a lot of ambiguity and a big technical gap in how stakeholders come together and discuss these problems. I wouldn't minimize anxiety because I think it's natural. I think every big technological change, we've had anxiety and some of it has a lot of merits. Like this technology will change how we work. It will change where we spend time. So I think it's important that we have realistic conversations about how we build educational programs and figure out support for how users use this technology. For me, the perhaps more sensational notion of like the existential threat, it's less interesting to me because 
uh, I think there's actual Britainness to these models today that we need to work on. There's parts of these models that fail right now that feel like a reasonable place to start. Sarah Hooker from Cohere for AI. So, Kathy Lee, why did the World Economic Forum decide to host a second AI governance summit? There was one in the spring and there was one in November. Why, t- why two summits? The organization of the AI Governance Summit is a response to the global alignment of nations and industries, reflecting a commitment to uh, ensuring the ethical and responsible development of artificial intelligence. This collective effort is evident in recent milestones. In October, the U.S. government issued an executive order on AI, directing action to establish new standards for AI safety and security, protect consumers and workers, and promote innovation and competition. Additionally, the G7 produced an international uh, code of conduct for organizations developing uh, advanced AI systems in the same month, setting essential baselines for frontier AI companies. And more recently, the UK government also hosted an AI safety summit leading to the Bletchley uh, Declaration, a broad statement that calls for multi-stakeholder action to harness the benefits of AI while addressing its risks. The declaration signed by 28 countries emphasizes the importance of collaboration, including with China and developing uh, nations. We witnessed a gathering of over 200 uh, influential leaders from the forum's own AI Governance Alliance, uh, in short, IGA, which is a uh, multi-stakeholder alliance addressing the design, development, and deployment of generative AI, which we began in June, and the broader uh, AI ecosystem. The focus was on exchanging uh, valuable insights and collaboratively um, establishing concrete action plans to advance the responsible development and deployment of generative AI on a global scale. As you mentioned, this event marked a significant milestone following the inaugural uh, Responsible AI Leadership Summit in April, resulting in the publications of the procedural recommendations on responsible generative AI and the establishment of the AI Governance Alliance. Participants from various sectors highlighted the uh, vast uh, opportunities of AI integration while emphasizing the critical need for responsible development aligned with global ethical standards, addressing topics such as adaptive uh, regulatory frameworks and harmonized uh, standards. So you kind of went through a list there of other meetings that have happened and other moves towards um, governments or regions like the EU, the UK, the US, China and all around the world, people trying to get to grips with this rapidly changing technology. But I guess what the World Economic Forum does that maybe some of those other places don't do is bring together these various stakeholders, the regulators, governments, the uh, companies and uh, academia. Uh, Let's hear another clip then from an interview I did at the AI Uh, Governance Summit in November. This was actually our host for the first day of that two-day summit, which was in the uh, Salesforce Tower in San Francisco. This is Sebastian Niles, who's President and Chief Legal Officer at Salesforce. I do think that this, uh, you know, the transformation opportunity uh, that AI brings uh, really for all of society, as well as, of course, for 
for governments, uh, for business, and for just for you know communities and just human beings, uh, can only be achieved if we have one strong public and private sector collaboration, but then much more broadly bring in a whole swath of you know diverse and multi-stakeholder voices uh, into the conversation. And that's what I think, and that's what I've been seeing already uh, that uh, from the uh, AI Governance Alliance. If we're able to use AI to essentially raise the floor right, for kind of what's the, you know, the minimum acceptable level, right, of, um, you know, whatever sort of product of solution, you know, sort of, of impact, you know, maybe reducing mistakes, right, that can occur. Obviously, look at healthcare, right? Not everyone always has the best access, right, to sort of X, Y, Z. But I think AI has this, if we can't do it right, and if we lead with trust, and if we lead with inclusion and think about equality and sustainability and you know, all these items around innovation and really kind of embrace stakeholder success, right, as we look at AI, I think we can both raise the floor, right, and improve uh, both business outcomes, human outcomes, societal outcomes, you know, civil society outcomes, um, but also achieve, right, the really powerful moonshot goals too. We need sound law and sound public policy right, to undergird and protect the development of, you know, these types of technologies in ways that promote responsible innovation. We need, I think it's right, new governance frameworks that are agile, that are nimble, right? Just like companies have to have cultures that are deeply innovative and able to learn fast, respond fast, adjust fast, right? We need to have systems um, that are even more multilateral, that are even more multi-stakeholder. That was Sebastian Niles, who's President and Chief Legal Officer at Salesforce. Cathy, what were some of the most important themes and key takeaways that emerged from the summit, do you think? Robin, you had a really good point. What differentiates the forums uh, AI Governance Alliance and the summits that we put together has always been first and foremost that we're community-based. Um, and second, you know, thanks to our agility, we're able to pursue some of the, you know, most urgent and needed actions um, on a, um, in a very timely manner. Um, and, and it was no difference with the summit that uh, happened in November. So over the three days, many topics uh, emerged with crucial themes centering on the importance of adopting a global perspective that extends beyond technologically uh, advanced nations. One significant focus was on ensuring inclusive benefits of AI development, extending to both developed and developing countries. Bridging the digital divide became a central topic, with participants advocating for increased access to critical infrastructure like data, cloud uh, services, and compute, alongside essential foundations for improved training and education. Key takeaways included the need for uh, clear definitions and thoughtful consideration in the open source and innovation debate, promoting uh, public-private collaboration for global access to digital resources, and uh, advancing AI uh, governance uh, through adaptive regulations, harmonized standards, and ongoing international discussions. Yeah, one of the things you mentioned there was the digital divide, the, the concern that AI could become a rich country or a rich person's 
tool and so that, that needs addressing the digital divide mean, mean millions if not billions of people don't have access even to the basic internet right now and that's that risks getting worse and then there are lots of policy debates going on one of them was highlighted by the next soundbite we'll hear uh, this is andrew ung who's the founder of coursera and of deeplearning.ai um, he was making the point very strongly on one of the issues that you raised, was, which was about open source. And I think he explains what that means. He has a very strong opinion one side. There are opinions the other side. But let's hear what he has to say. This is Andrew Ng. My biggest fear for AI right now is stifling regulation, putting a stop to this wonderful progress that otherwise would make so many people in the world have healthier, longer, more fulfilling lives. AI technology is very powerful, but it's a general purpose technology, meaning it's not useful for one thing like ChatGPT or BOT. It's helping healthcare systems improve how they process medical records. It's making processing of legal documents more efficient. It's helping customer service and customer aspirations and on and on and on. And so while individual AI applications have risks and should be regulated, so if you want to sell a medical device, well, let's make sure that's safe. If you build a self-driving car, that needs to be regulated. If you have an underwriting system to make loans, well, let's make sure we know how to check that's not biased. So when you think about AI applications, those have concrete risks and I think deserves regulator scrutiny and transparency and regulation. Where the danger is, is um, regulation of the raw technology, because we know from economics, if you want less of something, then you regulate to the throw out friction. And so if you want there to be less intelligence in the world, then by all means, throw out friction to slow down AI's progress. But I think that's a huge mistake. The world would be better off if there was more intelligence in it. When you think about AI, think about electricity. Tons of use cases to be worked out, and yes, it can electrocute people, it can spark dangerous fires, but today I think none of us would give up heat, refrigeration, and lighting for fear of electrocution, um, and I think so too would be for AI. It, there, are, there, is a small, there is a number of harmful use cases, but we're making it safer every day, and regulating the applications, sound regulations to regulate that would help us move forward but the flawed regulations to um, slow down the technology development, that would be a huge mistake. Andrew Ng, founder of Coursera and of deeplearning.ai. So Kathy, you know, what did this summit achieve, do you think, and what would the next steps be? The AI Governance Summit achieved the formulation of practical plans for the accountable uh, and inclusive development of uh, generative AI uh, technology. The next steps involve uh, consolidating and sharing these plans at the annual meeting in Davos in January 2024 through the publications of our uh, first report. And some of the tensions that you just alluded to earlier, including the debate between open and closed source uh, models, as well as the uh, near-term risks uh, versus long-term risks, will all be debated in Davos as well. The expectation is that these initiatives will uh, guide further uh, collaborative efforts and actions within the AI Governance Alliance and the broader AI ecosystem to ensure responsible and ethical advancements in the field of uh, artificial intelligence. Right. I don't think there's any doubt that at Davos, which as we record is just a few weeks away, AI 
is really everyone's going to be talking about it. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that in a way that possibly has never happened at other Davoses. I know it's, it's been an issue. It was last, last time. But I think this one is really going to be a headline issue. So very interesting to look out for. Let's have one more clip from one of the interviews I did at that summit. This is from Dubai. Uh, Khalfan Belhul is the chief executive at the Dubai Future Foundation, an agency that tries to promote fields such as artificial intelligence. Khalfan Belhul. Artificial intelligence by the name is not something that you can actually govern. You can govern the sub uh, efforts or the sectors that artificial intelligence can affect. And if you take them on a case by case basis, this is the best way to actually create some kind of a policy. But the biggest challenge is how do you um, unify those, those policies and set uh, best practices and standards, and then apply them uh, on a global basis to ensure that uh, everyone can use AI in the best way uh, possible. If the alliance focuses on, first of all, uh, step one, getting in uh, the right voices in the room and, and coming up with an aggregated plan, that has all those views in it and then converts those into action items. And, and maybe many people sometimes uh, criticize those large convenings that they are all about conversation without action. But when you try to convert those actions through this alliance, and I would uh, probably say the, the first action would be some kind of a tangible use case or a pilot project that can be an example for the world where uh, upon success of this project, uh, it can be uh, gradually standardized. And like I said, with artificial intelligence, you would need to focus on a specific sector. For example, how can AI impact the media sector? And what kind of uh, content can we use? How will we use that content? Um, once that's done, then you can gradually jump into different sectors. That was Khalfan Belhul, CEO of Dubai Future Foundation. Well, Kathy, thanks for joining us on Radio Davos. And I hope to bump into you. I'm sure you're going to be very busy there, but I hope to bump into you in the corridors and have you back in to see what happened there and see where we're going next on AI. Thanks, Robin, and looking forward to sharing more from Davos on AI. Kathy Lee, Head of AI at the World Economic Forum. Thanks for joining us on Radio Davos. To find out more about the AI Governance Alliance, visit the website wef.ch slash AIGA in capitals. And listen back to our mini-series on generative AI from earlier this year. It's in the Radio Davos feed on your podcast app, or you can visit wef.ch slash podcasts, where you'll find all our podcasts, including Linda Lucina's weekly Meet the Leader. If you like Radio Davos, please take a moment to leave us a rating and join the conversation on the World Economic Forum Podcast Club on Facebook. This episode of Radio Davos was written and presented by me, Robin Pomeroy. Studio production was by Taz Kelleher. We'll be back next week, but for now, thanks to you for listening and goodbye.